For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. This is a hoop-ball, hoop-ball.com presentation. At Hoop-Ball Gaming, where are you going to find us, the show, the notes, the posts, the plays, the picks, all of it. Hoop-Ball Gaming, go find us over there. If you just want to get all the hoopball stuff, all the hoopball news and blurbs, follow at hoopball tweets on Twitter. But most importantly, that website, got to go over there, get inundated, get in there a little bit, get moving around, seeing what we got to offer. We got free content, we got premium content, and we have primo content. You know, we just, all of our content's primo. I'll, I'll toot the horn. I don't care. The free content's just as good as the premium and vice versa. But, you know, the wager pass is where it's at. $9.99, 33 cents a day, less than a Starbucks latte of the smallest proportions a day. You get winners from seven different professional handicappers, yours truly included. I always feel weird when I include myself in that with professional handicappers. It's just like a weird, you know, like, uh, what's that called? Vanity thing. So, nonetheless... Aaron, president of the whole operation, Dan, Mr. VP, they're in there making picks every single day. We got Troy hitting at almost 60% on NBA. Got me with the love of college basketball. And then you got Vince and Eric handling the fight stuff. We cover it all. So we cover it all. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Hoopball 360, though, 1299, that's going to get you all of it. The DFS pass, the fantasy pass, the wager pass. Get that all taken care of under one fell swoop, under one roof. Enough about us. Let's talk about today's show sponsor, Manscaped.com. Weed Whacker just came out for those of you who have hairy nostrils and ear hairs. Use that Weed Whacker with that lithium battery. you got dual motors, anti-tugless technology. So smooth. I ain't never experienced anything like it. And I'm pushing 30 now, so I'm getting the nose and the ear hairs. So... I can attest to that. Use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Over at manscaped.com, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. I would recommend using it on the Complete Care Kit. That's going to have the Weed Whacker. It's going to have the Lawnmower 3.0, which I've talked about in nauseam before. And as well as some scrubs, a beard scrub, conditioner, shampoo, travel kit, underwear. Yeah, that's right. Underwear, too. 
complete care kit. Go over there to manscaped.com. Use that. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. Let them know that we sent you. Me personally, like tell them, Devin sent you from HOOPBALL. And uh, let's get some of those Manscaped products in your bathroom today. Get your lawn mowed. All right. I was excited about yesterday's show, but that's just because I got it all to myself and I got to talk about every single college basketball game. But I'm excited about today's show because, oh, holy man. All right, hold on. I got to get my composure because I am a big fan of this person. I, I try to reach out to folks that I look up to and folks that I enjoy within the sports industry and the sports betting market industry. And, you know, he was gracious enough to even DM me back. So we, we, we're getting it rolling. I'm going to pull the curtain back about halfway. I don't want to spill all the beans because that's what he's here to do. But, man, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Sterling Holmes, Homestretch KC, co-host of Darren and Sterling, ESPN Kansas City, contributor for Arrowhead Addict. Oh, damn. Sterling, I said I wasn't going to spill all the beans. I think I left one in the cup for you. I'm sorry, bud. Dude, that's the best intro I've ever gotten. I'm, I'm a big fan of this right now. I love this. Hype me up all you want. Make me feel good. I need one of those soundboards so I can get the burr, burr, burr. Like, yeah, you, know, you got to get the horn. Yeah, the horn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm very glad to be on this show. I'm glad because I've been seeing you at the top of a lot of betting sites recently. I've been seeing your name there and it's impressive. I've been seeing your name and my name, like little one and two. So I'm very glad to be on this. Um, big fan of yours. So thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. You know, it's, and we can kind of talk about it or really talk about, it. I mean, there's really no, this is my show. So we do what the hell we want. Um, <laughs> uh, tally site, you know, uh, we can probably talk about tally site and how, you know, that I think that's probably one of the sites that you're referencing. And the fact that I'm going, you know, compared to you, you know, like I'm, I'm small pebbles, you know, like, and there's some big Megalodon, big names and big organizations on tally site. And like you said, you and I, like we're, we're hammering it out. We're, we're up there and you're skilled at what you do. I'd like to think I am, but the fact that we are going against so many of these different professionals and it's just a gauntlet and one wrong pick sends you down about 70 pegs, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's tough sledding out there. And the fact that, you know, to be in the top 15, you know, that's just something that I am very proud of. I'm sure you are as well. And, you know, thanks for your return compliment. You know, that, that, kind of made my day here a little bit. So um, like you said, yeah, on the, on the websites, man, like you've been seeing me, I've been seeing you and tally site put some tweets out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Sterling. I've been liking his work for some time now. I've been kind of following his gist and his IQ of sports. And lo and behold, I was great. Like I said, I was, I was uh, fortunate enough to get that DM back from you, man. So, you know, thanks again. Of course. Thank you again so much for having me. Honestly, I, I'm very excited. I love doing podcasts. I love talking basketball in general, which is weird from a Mizzou fan, but this is like our one good season. I mean, this is like our first good season since uh, the the year that shall not be named, the, the Norfolk State. About. Yeah, yep. I know. It hurts. It, yeah. Just, just twist the knife. Just go ahead and just twist it. Phil Presley. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, last night, just losing by 21 to Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss. Sorry. I, I'm hurting right now, Devin. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> Me too, man. You know, uh, I'm an Oklahoma state guy, but you know, I'm not going to tell you to go back and listen to all my episodes of the show over the last two months, but from the beginning of this season, there's been something about this Mizzou team. I loved Drew Smith from last year, and I, I'm glad we went down this rabbit hole because I was hoping that we were going to get to talk about this Mizzou basketball team. I love Jeremiah Tillman. I love Theo Pinson. I love Drew Smith. And then you guys got a freshman that I can't remember right now, but he's, you know – contributing in a few different spots but that three-headed monster that you guys have right now I think let's see I bet I could pull my Mizzou stuff up right now but I suck at multitasking I know I've (laughs) placed about 10 picks or bets on Mizzou games this year I think I've only lost a couple so I've got a really good feel for this Mizzou team but they make it easy except last night because that was just that's one of those where you just don't even watch the tape. That was an outlier. But Ole Miss has actually been playing kind of decent lately, but I, did, I wasn't ready to buy it. Um, I did say it was a fishy line, and I usually stay away from fish markets, but I love this Mizzou team, and I couldn't get my heart out of my robotic chest to not do it. So, hey, you live and you learn, and it's, you know it, – it, you get data from each win and each loss and you just kind of got to roll with it. But um, you are a Mizzou graduate alumnus alumni. I think that's how they, they say it. I never know. I don't think anyone really knows. You just throw one of those things at there and hope it sticks. Right. Yeah. I think alumnus, wouldn't that be, that's plural, right? I thought alumni was plural, kind of like how cacti, you think cacti oh. should be. Yeah, I don't know, though, for sure. Like, don't quote me. Again, we're not some Harvard or some Stanford. It's Mizzou. We're, we're, we're the Midwest. Come on. <laughs> hey, better than my, you know, almost a half semester of college. <laughs> it's too expensive. Too expensive. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, you know, I, I told you on and off air, you know, I'm probably going to tell you, thank you a couple times. I've already typed it up in our show notes. I've already said it off air once I've said it on air uh, once or twice. So let's, let's get away from, you know, me just spilling my sentiments here. Um, You know, you're in Kansas city now and listeners of the show know, you know, a little bit background information about me. They know I've spent a lot of time in Kansas city. I was just living there a few months ago. I was living there last super bowl. Um, I've loved living in Kansas city the last, you know, eight, whatever years. And, you know, it's a cool little area that does not get, and I say cool little in a very, um, loose way because Kansas city is technically the biggest city by pop or by square mileage in all of America. Didn't know if anyone knew that. Um, tangent, sorry about that. No, it's and, fine. Uh, I didn't know that. I learned something <laughs> new about where I live. Yeah. So, um, you know, you got that, you know, Missouri connection, Mizzou to Kansas City, and you're in Kansas City right now. And I've got some, you know, questions I'm going to ask you later on. But let, let's talk a little about, you know, how this all started, you know, for you. I want you to plug. Obviously, I want to talk about this home stretch thing. Um, I want to talk about the Darren and Sterling stuff because, 
that's where I'm most familiar with you at. Thank you mentioned you have a newer endeavor with some folks up there in Kansas City about Arrowhead Addict. And uh, take it away, man. Just kind of uh, open it up, open Pandora's box, and uh, let's hear what's you know going on with like Home Stretch and Darren and Sterling and you know Kansas City. I g- give me an update. I miss Kansas City. <laughs> well, I graduated from Mizzou 2016. I immediately went to. Uh, Philadelphia to work for the 76ers. I knew I wanted to work in the NBA. I was fortunate enough to actually play basketball for a former NBA player, Scott Wedman. And I had a chance to talk to Mitch Kupchak, which was an absolute dream come true. Had a chance to talk to Larry Bird. The coolest thing I think I've ever done was I sent an email that said, Per Larry Bird's request. And I go, that may be the pinnacle of, of anything I will ever do. But after working for the Sixers, I moved back to Kansas City. I'm from here. I love the area. And I started working in radio. I started working at ESPN Kansas City. Uh, I do some stuff over there on Sports Radio 810 as well. Uh, I started off with a show called Home Stretch. And I didn't know whether to go cheesy with it and call it the Holmes Stretch. But I go, you know what? Oh. It's just too cheesy. You know, that, that's just too much queso for me. I couldn't swing it. So I went with home stretch and I, it was great. Then COVID hit. COVID hit and a lot of stuff was going on. I was basically off of work for, I don't know, five months. And then Darren Smith, he had a show called The Ship. We decided to join voice, uh, join forces and start calling it Darren and Sterling. Maybe once COVID dies down a little bit. We'll go back. But right now it's Darren and Sterling and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fantastic experience. He actually got to go to Tampa Bay, cover the chiefs. I stayed back in Kansas city. And what was funny was the day before he left, like on a, I don't know, on a Sunday, he texted me and goes, you want to go down and cover the Chiefs? I couldn't do it. I was very disappointed by that. I had my first experience to cover a Super Bowl and couldn't do it. Oh. So I, I will always have a little, uh, I guess, a little part of me saying, why didn't you do it? But I just couldn't do it. Uh, and then again, at Arrowhead Addict, I write for them. And actually, Matt Connor and myself are going to be starting an Arrowhead Addict podcast over there. And we're very excited to get that underway. But there's a little sprinkling about my background. Well, I appreciate the sprinkling. I ain't never been too uh, bummed out if I got some rain in the forecast. I like some rain. So the sprinkles are nice. Uh, better than what the real weather is that we're getting right now, man. Like, Dude, it sucks. It, this is how I feel about the Kansas City Chiefs getting absolutely clobbered in the Super Bowl. Now I got to deal with this weather BS. Come on, like, dude. It's like this is just it's it's just it's depressing. It's just sad. Yeah, you know it's um, you know when they say the words you know polar vortex, you just don't really know what to expect, and then you go outside a couple days in a row and it's, you know, like colder than what it was yesterday when it was 20 degrees. And you're just like, well, how is this possible? It's a polar vortex. That's that's how it's possible. They're calling for 15 inches of snow down here, Sterling, on Monday. I'm out. We have, I'm out. We have three major storms coming. We're not getting hit once. We're getting hit three times. 10 to 15 inches. And it's already feeling like negative one degrees right now so 
We'll get through it. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> enjoy we'll that. It. So, somehow Kansas isn't getting as much snow. We just get the cold. We yeah. get the bitter cold, the bitter wind. I think I'd prefer snow because at least snow looks pretty and it, it reminds you of Christmas or if you celebrate Christmas. But, you know, at least snow looks pretty. When it's just cold, it's just depressing. Everything's dark. I want to go to Florida. Give me Florida right now. I get, give me Florida, Arizona, someplace warm. Maybe I can golf, play some basketball, and get away from all this nonsense. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, I have some questions for you, man. You ready to get into some of the meat here? Let's do it. Cool. All right. So, actually, let me backtrack. Holy crap! What am I thinking here? I got to give out your Twitter handle, man. What am I doing? I got it up here at the top of my notes. I got too excited. I didn't even. It's at homestretchkc, y'all. At homestretchkc. Capital KC at the end, just so you know. All right. I'm going to say it again because I botched it. At homestretchkc. That's where you're going to find Sterling Holmes. Co-host of Darren and Sterling, ESPN Kansas City, Arrowhead Addict right here joining me making this episode of Today in Sports Betting a great Midwestern affair. So, you know, we talked a little off air, you know, kind of got to know each other a little bit, but I want the listeners and the subscribers and such to get a feel, you know, to me, your work is familiar. We are in the same general geographical location (laughs) at one point in time we were probably less than 10 miles within each other i'm familiar you know for the for the fans and the listeners though let me go ahead and start rattling off some awkward questions for you to stumble upon sound good bud? (laughs) i can't wait to stop awesome awesome all right hope you brought your velcro shoes so where did it start the idea for the home stretch Plans for Darren and Sterling, which I think you you kind of just answered some of that, you know, already. But also, you know, could you peel the curtain back a little more and story tell the conception of these projects? You know, I know you already did a real good job of it, but maybe there's another little tidbit or a more sentimental tie to it or something that you could uh, throw out for us. So I would say it probably started when I was about four. My mom actually hosted a morning show in Kansas City on KY 102, 99.7 KY. She did the morning show for about 25 years. And I was around that growing up my whole life. I have terrible audio clips of me just ripping on teachers, saying stupid bleep. I don't know if you can cuss on here, so I'll still say bleep. I'm we so we usually my- say if you leave the F word out of it, we're probably pretty safe. You know, it's a sports betting show. I don't think we got a big old crowd of 10-year-olds. So. <laughs> we sure hope not, at least. Hope not. Uh, I mean, shoot. See, but see, I'm just so used to saying bleep now. It's almost funny. So I just say a whole bunch of bleep. So I started off doing that when I was a little kid. And then I always knew I wanted to do something with sports. Once I realized I was 5'10", 160, and the NBA was probably not going to be my calling, I decided to work in the NBA for a little bit. And I really enjoyed it. But I always missed Kansas City. I just love the area. I love the barbecue. I love my friends and family. So I decided to move back. I got extremely lucky. Uh, I kind of pitched an idea to some of the higher ups at Union Broadcasting. They liked it. They brought me on, uh, had my own show on ESPN Kansas City for a while. And then Darren Smith and myself decided to join forces and do our cumulative show. And it's to me, it's a lot of fun. I like it. It, it, It's 
I'll tell you what, it's so much easier having a co-host to bounce ideas off of, and especially different ideas, because me and him differ a lot, especially when it comes to NFL. I'm very analytical driven. I love analytics. He's the eye test guy. So we get into a lot of very good and uh, heated debates, I would say. And to be honest with you, it's just extremely enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, Extremely enjoyable from a listener, you know, for a listener standpoint. I can attest to that 112%, you know, bar none. So, you know, that's really cool. I, you know, didn't, you know, lead our conversation with asking, you know, if your mom ever did any broadcasting in Kansas city, (laughs) but uh, you know, that is really cool. I'm, you know, obviously familiar with those platforms. Uh, I mean, that's really cool. That's really neat. Um, And, oh man, you had to bring up the barbecue. You had to. That's true. Sorry. I hope you're still a, a KC barbecue fan. I know you're in Oklahoma now. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And then, you know. Favorite spot. Favorite, favorite spot. spot slaps. Oh, come on. I'm going to slap you. Gates barbecue is number one. Hands down. The burn ins, the extra hot sauce, or you get the beef nooner. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Nooner. Yeah. So here's my thing with Gates. You walk in there and, you know, they got their shtick. You, you know what I'm talking about. You get the, yelled at. Yeah. People outside of Kansas city or, you know, a lot of folks that are probably listening to this, you know, probably don't have any idea whatsoever we're talking about. So there you walk in the, you know, gates and they essentially, and then coming from someone that's a little insight from Devin here, we're getting uh, into the uh, emotional hours, but it's coming from someone that struggles with anxiety and just overall just indecisiveness and just, you know, and just but you know <laughs> for me to walk into a place and then just be like what do you order get right now Da-da-da. i'm like whoa 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 i didn't bring my shell i i can't be a hermit like i'm like i shrivel up i'm just, i'll take some french fries i'll take some french fries extra crispy extra crispy of course <laughs> for for me uh what i think what i really like about slaps is it's just that old, nasty barbecue place. Like it's been there forever. It's probably got barbecue grease under the smoker from like the seventies. Like it's just that small little just box barbecue place. So, but can't go wrong with any Kansas city barbecue. You you can't. So Carolina people, we don't care what you think. Texas people, we don't care what you think. I especially don't, now that I'm back in Oklahoma, y'all Texas people, i get y'all stuff figured out. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on Memphis. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and in Carolina, I'm with you. Mustard. I love mustard. Like mm-hmm. mustard is my second favorite condiment outside of barbecue sauce. Why mix it? You don't need to. You don't need yeah, to. Yeah, it's... It's, it's asinine. It, it, it like weirdly irritates me just like to the, if that's what they're trying to do is weirdly irritate people. They've done a phenomenal job. They are in first place. 100%. (laughs) All right, man. So, you know, you, you talked about it from an early age, you know, the fanaticism with sports, kind of what you thought you would be doing and this and that. So kind of bridges the gap to my next question perfectly. And I don't know if this is on purpose or not, or if you read the show notes or not, but we're rolling with it, man. This is a smooth transition. Are you truly a chiefs addict? 
How long has your love for the Chiefs been a part of you? Do you have a favorite part about Chiefs Kingdom? So I would say yes. Maybe maybe not to the extreme as some. Like I'm not like like blinded by Chiefs Kingdom, if that makes sense. Like I I was not going to be the kind of guy that got weirdly upset with the refs because the refs did not cost the Chiefs 22 points, if that's what you're saying. But I definitely am a Chiefs addict. What got me into being a huge Chiefs fan was the first game I ever went to or that I remember going to. My dad and I went. We were heading down to our seats. The X-Factor Dante Hall Mm. took a kickoff return for a touchdown. First play of the game. And at that point, when you're a kid, that's like the coolest thing ever. I actually had a chance to talk to Dante Hall right before the Super Bowl. So it came full circle. And to me, that was such a just memorable and special experience. I got a chance to tell him that story. He loved it. And that's what I like. I've always been a fan of some of the unsung heroes, some of the guys that maybe don't get the love and respect that the Priest Holmes, the Jamal Charles. The Sausage. The sausage, the sausage. <laughs> but you know, I like the unsung guys sometimes. Like I liked, I loved Will Shields. Uh, I used to play basketball with his son. Actually, yeah, he was very good. Siobhan yeah. Shields, stud basketball player. But that's just kind of how I've been for the Chiefs this year's Chiefs team. Uh, I've liked some of the unsung guys. Uh, I liked Chavarius Ward. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I how I how I am. But I would definitely say I'm a Chiefs addict. What are you a fan of since you lived in Kansas City? I, I got to put you on the spot here. Are you a Chiefs fan? Okay, so I'm going to try to keep this as short as I can because you are the honorary guest here. So also good, good move on you. Interview the interviewer. I just kind of just flip it there. Uh, all right. I grew up in Oklahoma. About third, fourth grade, I did a book report on the Seattle Seahawks. I went to school with Steve Largent's nephew. I played football with him. Uh, Steve Largent being from Oklahoma, the Seahawks all-time leading receiver, just first ring of honor guy, Hall of Famer, Oklahoman guy through and through. So it was like, okay, this guy is from Oklahoma. He plays for this team. And I like the fact that they were an expansion team in 77 with the Bucks. I thought that was really cool. Being a third and fourth grader, of course, your like eyes pop at those colors, the uniforms. Like, dang, that's so cool. It's not the Browns. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I feel and, bad for those like fa- like those kids of the Browns. Like, right. if you're a fan of the Browns, like that's just a bad color scheme. It's just bland. Like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's it's traditional. Like, it's an honor of like Paul Brown, but like. It's it's boring. Um, get a get a new shtick, Cleveland. Um, call you guys like the Cleveland fluorescence or something. <laughs> Go opposite direction. Um, so yeah, but you know, funny story. You were talking about Dante Hall. When I was growing up in Oklahoma, I watched a lot of CBS broadcasting. You know, CBS uh, having the contract and the Chiefs being regional and the AFC and. I grew up watching, you know, those same teams that you were watching in Arrowhead, you know. They, so to me, the Seahawks are my favorite team. Yes. But the Chiefs are my 1A. I loved watching those Willie Rofe led offensive yeah. lines with Will Shields. And I loved the Tony G and the Trent Green 
and then the Dante Hall and the Priest Holmes and the you know the Derek Thomases and it just the the phenomenal and then Marty Schottenheimer you know rest in peace to him just recently um, you know I I, re- I think Marty Schottenheimer was honestly one of the first like NFL coaches that stuck out to me and it was because of I think probably his name. I remember being in third or fourth grade and just being like, shot, shot, shot. Like, I've never heard that name. That is so cool. And then the Chiefs were winning 11, 12 games a year. So it was like, wow, he's a good coach. And everyone in Oklahoma was Cowboys fans and Ugh. screw that. So, you know, uh, Seahawks, Chiefs. Uh, I grew up a Mavericks fan. Uh, Steve Nash, Michael Finley. Hell yeah. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, Dirk, Dasagana Jop, Don Nelson. You know, I could go on and on. Uh, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley, <laughs> Josh Howard. We won't talk about Sean Bradley being 7-7 and getting some male genitalia on the back of his neck at the end of a dunk. We won't talk about that one. <laughs> I've never seen a dude dunked on more than Sean Bradley. And the guy's so big. How do you get dunked on so much if you're that big? I don't get it. He's just a nice guy. He's just like, I don't want to. I don't want to like make you look bad. Dunk on me. Um, so yeah, uh, WGN was huge in Oklahoma. So I grew up a Cubs fan. Uh, one of my first little league teams was the Cubs. Um, the Ivy on the wall, the, uh, Harry Care, just all of it. It just kind of stuck to me as a little kid. So yeah, Seahawks, Cubs, Mavericks, Oklahoma State. That's, uh, that's how I roll. One last thing. Do yes. you finally admit that the Chiefs have a louder stadium, louder fans than Seattle? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then we're good. We're cool. Yes. We're cool. Yeah. Because our stadium is built a certain way. You know. I'm, I'm oh, so now you're saying it's a stadium. Now you're saying the stadium's the the main factor here, huh? No, I didn't say main. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, don't get all news reporter on me. You can ask me questions. Just don't take my words and do weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. No, no, no. You're good, man. You're good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, the stadiums, obviously. I mean, Arrowhead is just. I mean, Arrowhead is the first NFL stadium I remember. You know, so I love it. Like I said, they're like my one A. You know, and then for them to win the Super Bowl last year and be in Kansas City, you know, that was. And hey, look here. Here's another transition that we probably didn't even mean to plan, but. Question number three, how was Kansas City as a city or a populace during this year's Super Bowl compared to last year's Super Bowl matchup with the 49ers? You know, I can speak on the matchup from last year, but from this year, obviously with COVID and stuff, it was probably a little weird. Yeah, COVID was a main factor here. I think the biggest difference was everyone, I think, expected to win this year. That was probably the main difference was everyone go, went into this going, oh, you're playing 43-year-old Tom Brady. They snuck into the playoffs at 11-5. and five. Yeah, they're playing hot, but you creamed them the last time you played them. Uh, you know, the cornerbacks made a bad breakfast because they were all burnt toast. Tyreek Hill was going up and down the field. I think we all expected the Chiefs to win and potentially win handily, once they lost, everyone was almost more confused. There's a lot of, not me personally, but we heard, I think, a lot of anger, a lot of it directed towards the refs, especially. Uh, some people say, no, they had home field advantage. But I think as a whole, Chiefs Kingdom goes, you know what? 
it's so hard to go back to back. It's so difficult to actually say, you know, run it back, get there and then lose. It's just, it doesn't happen. When was the last time a team went back to back? Was it 03, 04? It was the Patriots, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 03, 04 Patriots. And at the end of the day, I don't believe this Chiefs team is set up like a, say the Saints, like Drew Brees, or say Aaron Rodgers, where you win one and that's it. I think this Chiefs team with Mahomes is going back and they're going to be around for a long time. Maybe we spoke about a dynasty uh, too soon. I think that was a big thing. A lot of talk this year was about the potential start of a dynasty. Well, you can't win six until you win number two. So I think that may have been the biggest change from last year to this was one, everyone expected to win. And two, everyone thought this was probably going to be the start of a dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think losing this second one really diminishes or shrinks the window of opportunity for the d- dynasty take. I, I think, you know, with the competitor that Patrick Mahomes is, Andy Reid being in this timeline of his career that he is in, and for some reason, Eric Bieniemy not being able to get a head coaching job, this core is going to have a huge fire underneath them next year and I would not be shocked 100 and it's obviously a long ways away we have offseason draft and who signs where and this and all the transactions but like you said just the way that the Chiefs are built up the way that they have set this up you know back with you know Veach and the drafting and the scouting and bringing Andy Reid in and Alex Smith like it's all had its place like it's all had its stepping stone And this is a big window that, you know, Kansas City is hoping to hold open for as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. And look at how far he's locked in for, you know. I think them losing is probably probably the scariest thing that could have happened for the rest of the AFC. You added a barbecue-flavored chip on their shoulders. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was bad. I, I, I feel oh, embarrassed man. saying that. I hate that trope, by the way, because every single I think I think chip on your shoulder is it annoys me because I think every single player could point to something or every single player. They want to win. This is the biggest stage. It's a Super Bowl. It's the playoffs. It's the NFL. But that was just too easy. It was great. You know, I'm like I said, I'm a dad. So I am a huge proponent of dad jokes and connoisseur and critic of. So <laughs> that was top notch, man. And it's Thank got you. like the little Kansas city flavor to it. So got to appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. I, I worked hard in this 15 seconds to come up with that. Terrible <laughs> right, joke. Right. Well, that just shows your wit and your, you know, you know, your uh, mental spark. Like you just off the top, you know, just a little freestyling over here. Some jokes. I like it. You got to stay quick on your feet. I, I need to I need to get on my toes a little, man. You're keeping me keeping me on my toes over here. So, all right, we've talked in depth a bit about Kansas City. You know, we've talked about the comparison of last year's Super Bowl, this Super Bowl. Um, you're in Kansas City, and this is for the the listeners. Or you could answer it, you know, like your routine, like what you normally would do. But say you're selling it to someone on this podcast who was like, I want to go to Kansas City. So you're in Kansas City. You want to watch the Chiefs or the Royals game. Where do you go? Well, I think the best 
pregame barbecue spots gotta be Elsie's. Elsie's oh, barbecue yeah. is about the it's the closest to the stadiums. It's fantastic. They open up the meat locker and everything's just falling down. It, it looks like it's decrepit. You should, you're, there's got to be some violation in there, but you don't care because it's that good. It's like a honey barbecue sauce. My dad and I used to go, and I, I love LC's. I wish there was more stuff by the stadiums. There's really not. Kansas City, I don't think did it. That's the one thing I will say. It's great if you live here and if you're not trying to go out and get just absolutely blitzed pre or post game. (laughs) But I would say tailgating, you know, tailgating is what I would say everyone does. I don't go to many Chiefs games personally. (laughs) It's too many people, too many crazies. It's too cold. Dude, I don't do the cold. Sorry, I'm not a cold guy. It hurts me. My hands just they crack and then I get upset and then, you know, it's how it is. But if I was going to spend a day doing this, I would tailgate, go to a game, maybe hit up LC's power and light district's pretty fun. If you're, if you're trying to check that out. PNL. Yeah. Did you ever go to PNL when you lived here? Um, you know, yeah, yes and no. I, um, so I actually used to bartend uh, all around Kansas city. So I used to bartend on main street. Um, I was a Westport kind of guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> like Kelly's, like Kelly's Westport? Uh, saloon. I liked the saloon, Westport Saloon. I loved uh, Dave Stagecoach. Um, I really, 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 uh, you know, I had so many close friends, uh, still do, that, you know, worked at Buzzard. I'm a Buzzard guy. Walk in there, listen to some, you know, Motorhead and Dude, I know, love Motorhead. play some Metallica pinball upstairs and have some fun, you know. Fun fact: I have a my or my dad has a Kiss pinball machine in his basement. A big pinball guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, then I'm just gonna throw this out there. But up, down, up, down. Great. Man. I don't know Great. if it's still there because it's been a while. I used it to is. have high scores on about ten or fifteen different machines in there, uh, and uh, a couple of the pinball machines fell victim of that too. So uh, I'll take you in Pac-Man any single day. As long as you let me uh, get my glory back and get on some NBA Showtime. Oh, boy. Yeah, this, this needs to happen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, man, I need to come up to Kansas City again. We need to get in the up-down so I can beat you in some NBA Showtime. And then we need to just play like some hoops in real life because I've been wanting to ball a little bit lately. It's just been hard. It's been way too long. I, I haven't gone. I would go to Lifetime. I played all the time up there. And then COVID hit and I'm not trying to do that. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into all that. So I stopped. I could, I'm a three point shooter, dude. I, I'm, I'm straight three point line to three point line. Like I'm today's NBA to a T that's me. <laughs> and I was before my time, I would say, but I haven't played in so long. I'm going to be absolute cheeks, man. <laughs> I'm going to be cheeks. I'm not sham godding anyone out there. I, um, before COVID happened, I was playing twice a week and, uh, it was like my little, my my thing. That's how I stayed in shape. I'm not a weightlifter. I'm not a bodybuilder. I don't take creatine. I don't, I'm a little guy, but I love to play ball and I'll go on runs and get my cardio up, but man, I love playing ball and, uh, fake ball, real ball, you know, NBA showtime. Like I said, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ski ball. Watch out for oh, that one too. Oh hell yeah, big ski ball guy. Have you? Uh, do you know about the the rope hack on ski ball, the slingshot? 
I, I may know what you're talking about. I've, is it when the guy throws like as hard as they can and hits <laughs> and the top down, and yeah, it comes and it down right into the 50? Yeah. 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 I saw that one time and I had no idea what was happening. I thought a guy was just like trash doing uh-huh. that. No, that's how I play. Now, so I won't cheat. I, I won't cheat, say and or won't will or won't say that I wasn't trashed when I figured out how to do that. <laughs> Maybe it was me that you saw doing yeah. that. Maybe my girlfriend <laughs> and myself saw you doing that. Maybe that's what it was. I mean, if it was up down, there's a very good chance. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of, shout out Caitlin, manager over there at Up Down. She is great. If y'all are in Kansas City, you need an arcade bar to go to. Go holler at Caitlin. Let her know that Devin says hi. Um, great, great, great fun environment. Well, man, you know, you say you you're all about the hoops. Um, you know, you pick games, obviously, and I wanted to know what you were thinking as far – I don't know if you've looked at any matchups or whatnot, but do you have any Friday games that you're excited for? Are you looking at anything? Do you got a couple NBA games? I mean, what, what, what's, your, what's your process? Oh, you're killing me right now. I'm on my old laptop. I don't have my stuff pulled up right here. I um, should have put it in the show. Yeah, notes. I know. That was I'm all soft. on me. No, Devin, I'm soft. This is on me. I, I'm using an old laptop because really quickly, the new Macs or the one I have, they don't have a USB port because why wouldn't they? Because they like to make everything difficult. So I use an old Mac that looks like a brick that if I if it falls, I'm at least breaking one, if not two points. <laughs> so that, that's on me. No, I, I typically try and bet Sixers just based on I work there. I feel like I can follow them pretty well. I, I know their style. I know which teams give them trouble. I think I've done pretty well with the Sixers this year. I've done the Kings, but the Kings are so streaky. They're hit and miss. I typically just rip the over almost every single time because, you know, it's going to be fun to watch either way. There's been a lot of surprises in the NBA this year. Miami did not at all bounce back to what they were in the bubble. Some guys like Jamal Murray, they never took that next step. That The bubble game just completely stopped while other teams, I think the Phoenix Suns, they've done better than most. I think they're ahead of their rebuild process. They've surprisingly done well, even if I don't think DeAndre Ayton was the best uh, guy to take at number one. That's just my personal opinion. But the NBA as a whole has just been so entertaining they've done a really good job of, Oh, and the Mavericks, the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. They've been on the streak where I'm just betting against them almost every single time. The last time I, I finally went with them last night against the Hawks and I hit it and I felt so good. I felt <laughs> so proud of myself. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, you, you take high pride in stuff like that. You know, on um, today's show, you know, I did preface this at the beginning, but you and I are recording this for Friday's show. We're doing it Thursday night. But, uh, you know, I, I, my first pick for the wager pass lost today, and that was University of Tennessee Martin Skyhawks taking on Austin P. Now, I found out that I was 7 and 0 plus 8.85 units for games featuring either UT Martin or Austin P. So what do I do? I get all huffy and puffy because UT Martin and Austin P are playing each other. And I'm like, well, I know these teams, so I'm just going to win anyways. I took UT Martin plus 16. They lost by 20. And which sucks because in the Discord servers, the college basketball thread, we are all obsessed with Austin P right now. And I think it's mostly because of me, because I love my small schools and I latch on to them. Coastal Carolina was my football team this year. I finished as the number one analyst on Coastal Carolina games on tally site this year. I, that's my humble brag. That's my humble brag. I picked almost every game of theirs. I started the year picking them on that money line plus 230 against KU. So that's how it was. And all of it was history after that. So. I'm proud of you. No, that, that's actually tough. I, those small ones outside of, say, maybe Drake, I'm not mm. touching. Yeah. Those ones are so tough because a lot of times the spreads are like 23 points. And I'm sitting here going, dude. 23 points is a ton. And then all of a sudden they'll either win by 50 or they'll, you know, it'll be a close game. Those small schools, if you can pick them, that's impressive. Yeah. It's actually the thing that I look to first. And I think that's what I was trying to establish as my niche or like my market. Whenever I started this endeavor, when I got this opportunity, you know, it was, everyone talks about the big 12. Everyone talks about the ACC, the SEC, the big 10, the Pac-12, no one's talking about the Sun Belt. We call it the Fun Belt. No <laughs> one's talking about the MAC. I'm talking the MAC or the MAAC. Talk about some Siena and Iona, Manhattan. I, I'm a huge proponent of the Southern Conference. Wofford, <sighs> Eastern Tennessee State, UNC Greensboro. Yeah, all of it, man. Big South, Radford and Winthrop played today. 16-1 and one Winthrop. Woo. Don't get me started on my small schools. I love them. <laughs> Hats off to you. I'm SEC and Big 12. That's, I, I stick right there. I know what I'm good at. I tried doing UConn and Providence and just completely butchered it. So I, I, I'm staying away now. I'm staying in my lane. Well, that makes two of us, man. I, I blew that UConn pick yesterday. That was bad. Uh, but, that again, that was just one of those, I love this team, and I can't get my heart out of my robotic chest pick. So, I got some key data points for the future, though. I, I got some less robotic emotions running through me now. So uh, Sixers looking great, though, man. Like you said that you you enjoy spending time looking at them, picking on you know picking them. Uh, I've got them picked for tonight minus five and a half against Portland. Um, whole hoopball team does actually. So uh, hopefully it's not the kiss of death. But man, bead. If he stays healthy and he keeps doing what he's doing all the way through the season, how is he not MVP? Yeah, right now I think it's between him and Jokic. Jokic yeah. is for sure, especially with how bad Jamal Murray's been. 
you know, Giannis has had his trouble this season, but Embiid is just such a huge difference maker. When he's off the floor, the plus minus is just absurd. The win shares he has is just absurd. No one at seven foot two or whatever he's listed at, I think it's seven foot two, should be hitting step back threes. He, he plays great defense. He's a good passer. If I had to pick right now, I would say him and Jokic are 1A, 1B for MVP. I'm not going to be blindly saying if they went with Nikola, I would be pissed. I'd be a little pissed, but Embiid is just so freaking good. It blows my mind. He, he's he's making the big man relevant in the NBA. Yeah, him and Jokic for them that matter. I mean, it's just I I love my old school nineteen eighties nineties early two thousands Zebo Dennis Rodman basketball. Yeah, but it's so evolutionary and just so perplexing and interesting to watch what these big men are doing based off of what they're being asked to do by NBA franchises now and how they're being drafted and how their skill sets are being developed to see a center dish out 16, 17 assists and look so fluid doing it and running the court and operating out of any post position, high post, low post, mid paint, elbow block on the perimeter it's just wild. And then you throw Vucevic in there as well. He's one of my, uh, you know, he's on all my fantasy teams, but I just love his skill set too. You know, those three guys are probably my favorite three big men outside of the traditional big man role, you know? So it's just, it's crazy to see the way the NBA is going nowadays. You gotta, you gotta give Arvidas Sabonis credit. (laughs) Dude is a trailblazer. Arvidas Sabonis I think to this day, never got the credit he deserved. The only guy who even put up a fight against Shaq spent his best years overseas, gets here with zero kneecaps, zero knees at all. And still was able to, I, in my opinion, still, I think help transform and push the NBA, the, the way the bigs operate in an entirely new and different way. I always think Sabonis never gets the credit he deserves. That and also just smoothing the international player palette out, you know, because at that time, you know what that, I mean, that was before Tony Kukoc, you know, that, I mean, we weren't getting, you know, the international game wasn't, you know, people forget like it was, there was like no international player presence for, I mean, David Stern started it, but, once the NBA started getting popular overseas and, and a lot of the rest of the you know globe, that we didn't have you know these Jokic's and the Vucevic's and the uh, um, Jonas Valanciunas and uh, you know sure we had our pal and our Mark Gasols and other Spaniards and Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, yeah, yeah, Dirk. yeah. How how could I not throw Dirk out there? Wow. Mavericks fan over here. <laughs> I was like, come on now. I was, I was waiting. I was just, I, I just didn't want to be a homer. You know, I didn't want I to get, no, I get it. But, you know, um, like you said, only guy that really gave resistance to Shaq. Uh, 
And then I love the point you make about the zero kneecaps because I mean, what he was like 30 something when he came over, he was like 36 and you knew Vladdy Divac yeah. was not going to stop Shaq. You knew that yeah. was not, we, we saw that play out a time or two. So <laughs> I, I do just think, I don't know why I've always had this weird obsession with like Avita Sabonis. Cause I just think he's one of those guys that gets lost sometimes because he played overseas so that's why I always, anytime I have a chance to drop him, I'm always like, yes, give me some Arvidas Sabonis. <laughs> and his son is doing a great job with Indianapolis or with Indiana. He's, he's been extremely good and effective with the Pacers. Dude, so you did it. And I do it every time I talk about the Pacers. I always say Indianapolis too. And I don't know why. It's just like a wiring in me. I, I, I automatically just see the IND and I'm like, Indiana, Indiana Pacers. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I, I, I don't even know I do it, and I just caught myself there. If, I, if right. I've been saying this my entire life, I'm going to sound like an idiot. <laughs> you know who I really like? I like those, those Indianapolis Pacers. I really like those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, yeah, it's just those little things. Um, I actually heard I was watching a Pacers game last week uh, or some other time soon recently and the uh the tv broadcaster he actually said indianapolis pacers so i was like oh well maybe is it maybe it is a thing i don't know maybe quick quick small very small tangent i still say san diego chargers and then the oakland raiders moved and now i have no idea where half of the afc west is and i just i butcher it time and time again and you'll still hear announcers like on national TV still mm-hmm. say San Diego Chargers, excuse me, LA mm-hmm. Chargers. They shouldn't have moved. And then you have Vegas doing this. They make it hard on me over here. You know, it's like the 1980s all over. All the teams are just <laughs> moving all over. For, we had some Oilers. Now we got some Texans. Now we got LA Rams. Now we don't have Raiders and, you know, Tell me you California. still don't call. Tell me you still don't occasionally say the New Orleans Hornets because I still do. So, New- okay, I do because I had that personal. That was okay. The New Orleans Hornets was the first NBA game I went to, and Jamal Mashburn was he there? Jamal Mashburn, Jamal McGlure, Chris Paul, uh, Chris Anderson, uh, Bonzi Wells. Oh hell uh, yeah! I'm going off the top. I'm trying really hard. There's a couple other guys I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, that's that. I think that's I, I got the starting five almost, and they're six man. I'm good. Um, but yeah, Hurricane Katrina happened. They came, and Oklahoma City was in a bid to try to become an NBA franchise t- uh, city. And I got to watch the um, who was it? The Hornets take on the Nuggets when Iverson was with the Nuggets. Yeah. And so I had my binoculars because we were in the nosebleeds. And I just sat there and watched Iverson like stretch the whole time. Like that's just all I did. And uh, thank you to uh, Chelsea Coop, my eighth grade girlfriend and her parents for taking me <laughs> along. So thank you, Chelsea. Uh, by the way, Alan Iverson, he is not six foot. Dude's listed at six foot. I had a chance to meet with him and talk with him. I have my picture. I, I am 5'10". Like I am on the nose 5'10". Not one of those guys that says 5'10", who's 5'8", I promise you. Dude's 5'10". We're the exact same height. We're the exact same height. He's not 6'0". I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. 
the fact he was able to do what he did in the NBA at that size still to this day blows my mind. And the fact that you brought up, you know, them playing like at OKC, just to put us in perspective, if Kansas City didn't have Garth Brooks playing like nine straight concerts in a row, Kansas City <laughs> could have been the team with an NBA team. To this day, I'm still slightly salty about this. Damn you, Garth Brooks. Funny story. I went to the same high school as him in Oklahoma. Hmm. U- UConn, Oklahoma. That's actually pretty cool. Did he ever come back? From what I heard, no. He, Did he come he back was as not... Chris Gaines. <laughs> He wasn't treated well, from what I hear. I had some friends' parents tell me how they used to bully him, and then some teachers that still taught at UConn and the stuff they said. Apparently, he didn't like UConn after he left. So he came back after his mother passed away, and uh, they had the funeral in UConn because that's where they still live. But he, uh, not a big Oklahoma person. He's, he's got property, like a big ranch outside of Stillwater because, uh, you know, being an Oklahoma State grad and being in that area. Um, yeah, he's got like a little ranch or a big ranch outside of Stillwater, but he's out in Vegas doing his shows. That's what he cares about. Him and Britney Spears out there just making all that Vegas money. So, but good old tangents about Oklahoma and Kansas and the Midwest and Garth Brooks. Uh, I, I can't think that it's going to be another five years before Kansas City's not in the NBA or some serious, serious consideration. A lot of people don't realize how historical of a presence Kansas City has on multiple of the current day NBA franchises, you know, Lakers, Kings, all sorts of ties, you know, lots of history. Just to me, I think when the NBA expands, Seattle, I think, gets one. They, I think they have to. Like that's, Seattle's a lock. Yeah. 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 Seattle's a lock. And then I think you go down what makes sense next. I think it's going to be between Kansas City. They have the Sprint Center already there. I think they can obviously support an NBA team. They're obviously so passionate about the Chiefs, the Royals to an extent. And college basketball is huge here, but Mm -hmm. I think they have enough support that would translate to the NBA. I think Louisville is another option with the Yum Center being there and them not having an NBA team. I think Louisville makes a lot of sense. And then the one that pains me is Las Vegas. Yeah, everyone's getting a team in Vegas. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're a player, you'd probably want to go to Kansas City. One, you're in the middle of everything. You don't have any extremely long flights. But Vegas would not be good because you wouldn't have many home fans. It's going to be all, you know, casino people, gamblers, people who want to see a game in Vegas. Taurus. Yeah, and just to me, if I'm a player, that doesn't sound fun, but it pains me to say it. I think that could be a real possibility. Yeah. With the growing popularity of Vegas getting a team in the NFL and the NHL, and then all you know, seeing what the Golden Knights have done with their you know early uh, successes, you know it's. And I think if we're going to bridge the gap of sports betting being less uh, scarlet letterish, then each major sporting. Uh, organization is gonna try to fight to have a Vegas team. I, I don't think it's the way to go just because I don't think Vegas is the hub of sports betting anymore. Sure, it's like the biggest and the first, but Dubuque, Iowa's a sports betting hotbed. I'll tell you what, go up to Dubuque for a day. Don't get me started on Dubuque. It's beautiful, it's on the river, it's not as congested or full of debauchery as freaking Vegas. 
It's too hot in Vegas too. I ain't about that. Does it? I always thought it made me feel lame. I've never had a desire to go to Vegas. It just does not interest me. Same here, man. You know, I actually used to travel for work and they sent me to Vegas and I was just, I got off the plane and I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, it just, like, I'm not, I'm not into this. I went to Vegas with my parents and my, my grandparents, like when I was young, I don't really remember it. I was like seven or eight, but that's my experience with Vegas. I went for a week long trip for work. I threw some money into a couple of slot machines and I stayed in my room. Like, you know, I stayed in the pink flamingo and it's not my thing. Like I get what you're saying a hundred percent. Cause I've never had a huge inclination, especially after places in the Midwest, you know, Iowa, Illinois, uh, started getting more sports betting looseness, you know, like, cause that's the only reason I would want to go to Vegas is to go throw down on some games, but you know, they got craps tables in Kansas city. I, li- I like craps. So I could lose money anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oklahoma seems like every corner has a casino. So, I mean, but yeah, Vegas, not so much. I- I'm a degenerate, but once you cross into the threshold of debauchery, it's a little different. <laughs> so that that's where you're at. You're at degenerate, not yeah. quite debauch. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. 100% degenerate. Dude, I was betting on uh, Czechoslovakian table tips when the shutdown okay. first happened. Yeah, that's, that's getting into debauchery territory, though. That's, that's borderline. But at least I had a reason, you know? It was like... Everything else was shut down. It wasn't just like, I want to go be debaucherous because it's me or whatever. It was kind of like a forced thing. I still enjoyed it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Did you win? Dude, I was treating it like penny stocks. I was just – so I was live betting, and I was seeing, like, what players were getting momentum. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this guy on this set. All right, let me take the over on this set. It was getting bad. I was finding trends. I was starting to get familiar with table tennis players, Russian table tennis players. I sat in front of my computer for probably five hours, just clicking and live betting. Mm. So, no, no, I'm more of a Russian author guy than a Russian table tennis kind of guy. <laughs> it, like I said, it it was it was dark times, and I'm glad that we have sports back. Um, it seems so weird that. Uh, all that was removed from our lives, you know, just, you know, what, a year ago. And um, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. We've got all of this and people complaining about, well, this matchup sucks. This is a stink fest. I don't want to watch this game. Eight months ago, you would have eight months ago. You would have, I'd have watched division two JV. Dude. I would have watched the Knicks. I would have yeah. watched it. I would have done it. Knicks, Knicks piston. Yeah. Knicks I, Pistons. I was about to say. Yeah. Knicks Pistons. Give it to me six days in a row. I, I, every day. Just watch it over and over and over. So it's good that, you know, things are changing. It, it is. I think, you know, obviously the impact that COVID-19 has had is uh, in a lot of industries, probably permanent. Hence why I don't bartend anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a weird world we live in, man, but at least we got sports back and we got contributors and we got people to do 
you know, shows with and we got content, we got stuff to talk about. So that's what I'm happy about. True that, man. It's, it's just great to have everything start to trickle back. It's great to have some entertainment to take your mind off of the, I mean, just, it's just sad. I mean, it's stuff right now is just depressing. So it's nice when you have something that can at least entertain people for an hour, two hours, three hours at a time, take their mind off of some of the just terrible disasters that are going around the world right now. Yeah. To me, it, I think sports were sorely missed and people realize the impact they really have on people's right. happiness. So I think it's great that everything's back. And, you know, not to sound super hyperpolistic, I think I got close that second time. Don't think I still quite got it. And I'm not going to try again, but y'all know what I mean. Drama queen. I'm not trying to be a drama queen, but when the, all the sports disappeared, like for you, sports has been important to you since you were like four, you know, like that it's something that you have known a very large amount of um, in your perceptive bubble for a very long time, like your whole life, just about. So for me to say, like, I felt like a part of me was ripped out and I didn't know who I was. Like I'm being exactly 100% genuine because for me, sports wasn't everything, but it was damn near close. I love them. I love the numbers. I love the betting. You know, hoop ball was taking off at the time. And then we had to just stop. Like you talked about with your, your endeavors. So it was just like, I lost 80% of my identity. I really did. And I didn't, you know, it was just like, what do I do? I, it felt weird to play sports games, you know? So it was just, it was weird, man. I just lost a big piece of identity. So as much as we want to talk about how crappy the refs were in the Super Bowl, the fact that we got to watch a Super Bowl, granted, didn't have the results that we wanted, but we got to watch it. I mean, we, we've got to hold on to that grain of salt for sure. So, Yeah, to me, and also I can't be too sad because you can't lose a Super Bowl unless you make the Super Bowl 50 years before the, you know, the year before. I, I will be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell that to the Bills fans. Yeah. <laughs> y- y'all couldn't just let them get back to the Super Bowl and lose again? Like you couldn't. Dude, I love Josh Allen, so yeah. I, I felt bad. I, I felt bad beating Same. him. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just that Bills team uh, and the way the Chiefs and the Bills were built, I was hoping that was going to be the AFC championship team or championship game. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was um, – Chiefs obviously stepped up. So, well, man, I told you we were probably around about 40, 45. I think I'm probably pushing 50. Um, Not on purpose. Just kind of been enjoying the banner and the talk and, you know, the Kansas City-isms and the Midwestern-isms. So, you know, I I told you off air, you know, plug, 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 plug. Let us know all about your projects. You know, you spilt the beans, what I saved for you uh, at the beginning. So I just want to remind folks, want you to remind folks where they can find you. And again, you know, your Twitter handle is at Homestretch KC, capital KC at the end. And then on top of that, you know, just plug some more, bud. Let's hear, let's hear it. Where, where, where do we find you? So find me on Twitter. That's my main thing of where you'll be able to find me and what's going on. I'm on ESPN Kansas City, which is 1510 AM, 94.5 FM. We do Facebook Live. We do uh, streaming on 1510.com. It's daily from 3 to 4 PM Central. Uh, I do stuff for Arrowhead Addict 
I'll be probably having some articles coming out during this, I guess, off season. And then Matt Connor and myself, he is the editor of Arrowhead Addict. We'll be starting a podcast, I believe, starting this Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. But you'll find all the stuff you need to know about me on Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. Well, just like your work, I mean, Matt Connor's a bright, bright guy. So I, I, I don't doubt that that's going to be another phenomenal duo that you're a part of. So you're just, you're just a part of all these awesome little chain gangs, you know? You, you got it going on, man. So well, thank you. you know, I, this is – I always hate this part of the show because it's like, all right, well, well, bye, you know? It's not goodbye. It's see you it's later. See you later. I need to get it up to Kansas city for sure. Still got family up there. Still got lots of friends. Uh, I'm, I'm craving some Kansas city barbecue, some, uh, some just Kansas city. I don't know. I don't, there's, there, there, that's just the only way to put it. So, uh, thanks again, man. I mean, I, I told you I was going to do it a, a couple of times, but, uh, again, kind of a little bit of a dream come true. Get this, uh, cooperation together and do something with someone that I appreciate the work of. And then it was, it was great. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks Devin. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. This was a lot of fun. Again, I, I probably talked and went on more tangents than I ever have. So I appreciate it. And, and again, it, it truly was a lot of fun. Anytime we get a drop for Vita Sabonis references, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Yes. And critique each other on our Kansas city barbecue selection uh, venue. So, you know, uh, absolutely, man. And any time that you want to pop back on here, you just say the word. We'll get it on the calendar. I'll send those updated show notes, and we'll get it rolling, man. Uh, like I said, man, it was just this made my day. It made my day. You know, it was it was really fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it on now, or wrap it up, wrap it on, off. On, I don't know. I don't know what adjective well, I'm trying to use. Wrap it up, but you have a kid, so <laughs> I've got three kids, man. So you need to learn how. To... <laughs> okay, my first two were planned, first and foremost. <laughs> Ovulation chart and everything. I promise. Um, anyways, too much information there, guys. If y'all, if y'all want to know about my child planning skills at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the show at Hootball Gaming, like I said at the top, don't forget the promo code, Hootball20 over at manscaped.com. Again, today's guest, Sterling Holmes, ESPN Kansas City, Arrowhead Addict, Mizzou alumnus, alumni, alumni sci, and uh, just great, great content creator, man. Continue your successes and your upward path here, bud. Uh, you're killing it. Those picks on tally site, you're killing it. You, your content's good, bud. And we appreciate it. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for the hoop ballers to get to know you and then, you know, get, get some ears and eyes on you uh, from the hoop ball family. So well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. See, this is the kindest words I think I've ever received. I feel like I'm on, I feel like I'm going to get punked right now. Am I going to get slimed? Nah, maybe, maybe later, uh, but no, nah, not right now. No, nah. but yeah, man, you know, it's just the way to be, you know, I've got a saying on the show and you'll hear it here soon, but it's just the world is too much of the world that it is now to be, you know, cantankerous and piercing and sharp and non-welcoming, you know, 
Well, Hoot Ballers, you know how it is. I am always going to do this, and here it is. I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies to you as well, Sterling Bud, to you and yours. Thanks again. There it is. There, there's like the sixth one. So there, there's my, that's my last one. That's my last one, and then I will roll this show on out of here. I promise. Well, thank you. I appreciate that again. Well, hey, bud, talk soon. Like I said, don't be a stranger. At any point you want to hop back on, you do it. And uh, I'll be continuing to watch out for your stuff and listening to your stuff. So, again, I had fun. I almost did it, but I changed what I was going to say. I had fun. Uh, Hoop Ballers, I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. And uh, that's that, man. That's that. I'll wrap that right there. I lied. Thanks again, Sterling. Take care, bud. Thank you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.